Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Welcome to the Billboard Sharpie Podcast. Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard. Taping this on Tuesday, November 6th. Election day. Um, I mean, by the time I guess anybody hears this, it'll be too late. But I feel like any celebrity or any post that we've seen all day today has been saying, go out and vote. So we're going to, you know what, we're going to keep the message alive. We're going to get a head start on 2020. We're going to remind people again, get out and vote. And uh, since this is posting on Thursday, we, we don't know what the mood is uh, in the country. We'll think uh, good things for everybody. How about that? <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Um, yeah, hopefully your preferred candidates won and uh, hopefully we can all agree to get along and start being a little nicer to each other and work back towards more common goals. Maybe this is a, a better uh, thing for everybody to focus on. Uh, there was a tweet the other day about podcasts. It's called Podcast Bingo. And it's just, it's this grid of things that happen in every podcast, sort of mocking the podcast process. Ah, yes, of course. Should we, should we see if we've uh, been offenders of any of these things? Okay. Yeah. Episode longer than 60 minutes. Yep. Check. Easy. Didn't say, didn't say two hours, but we've almost done that. But 60 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's impressive. When someone says, see you next time, even though no one's seeing anyone. Okay. More cultural, you know, sort of established phrase, but fine, fine. I'm, I, Yes, we have. Rate and review our podcast. I don't think we ever said no, that. No, we have not. Yeah. Maybe we need to start. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe we maybe, should. Maybe I don't we want the, doing maybe that. Maybe I don't want the reviews, though. Uh, just two friends talking about pop culture. Uh, wow, that's that's a lie, I guess, on this particular stage. But The friends part? Yeah, oh. something in there might be. Because uh, we're two best friends. That's That's the thing that's missing. Uh, once we always have guests I, I, that's my thing about I, I feel like uh, if, if you have access to people in this case in the industry I feel like we, we should have them so uh, plucky banjo music our theme song is not a banjo but it's, it's acoustic fine uh, this week on the pod oh my god the pod the yeah. phrase pod see I don't I, like the word I pod I, I can't no, pod it either it's a podcast I just 
It just sounds, I don't know if it's because it sounds like Tide Pod or just like Alien Pod. Uh, thanks for coming on the show slash glad to be here. When you have a guy, you can't just start talking. That's, do something. That is the good old, that's an insert phrase into beginning of any interview. I, I like this one. Uh, music post after revealing an interesting fact or thought. I'd love, we say something funny or interesting, you go right into a song afterwards, the perfect transition. I, I like that. I'm going to keep doing that. You see, Gary's a, a student of the classics, I guess. And the last one, 10 minutes of warm up before conversation actually starts. Oh, crap. Which we just, <laughs> which we just did. Oh, damn it. Oh. Have to have a gimmicky intro, right? That's, it's, yeah. It's funny. You can never get straight to the point. It's like when you do it, you always want to like throw something in. But when you hear somebody else, you're like, Okay, I'm like I'm I'm here for you know politics. I'm here for sports. I'm not here for what happened last week at the flea market. We have to force uh, that we have personality. Well, I think the people I think the people get a good read on our personality um, throughout the episode, and um, I guess rate and review us and let us know what you what you think about us after this. All uh, right, so let's uh, get, now we can get into it. Yeah, give them what they're here for. All right, uh, lots happening on the Hot 100 this week. The Billboard 200, uh, notable chart action on other charts, and a special guest because it's not just two friends talking about pop culture. We've got Jagger, program director of WKSS Kiss 95.7 in Hartford, who is going to talk about how Ariana Grande is enjoying two hits at once on Top 40 Radio with God is a Woman and Breathing. Uh, they're both uh, rising right now in the Top 40 chart. And uh, she may even have a third hit uh, soon that was just released. So we're going to talk all things Ariana Grande more uh, of what's going on at Pop Radio with Jagger coming up. Flashback this week is Trevor. All right, we are going to take it back one, two, three decades. We are going to flash all the way back to 1988. We are going to be looking at a song that was number one on the Hot 100 around this time. Uh, and per usual, we're going to use that as a launching pad to jump into uh, some of the biggest hit makers, really, in Hot 100 history. And we're going to find uh, sort of a common thread that they all share. So we'll look forward to that. I know a little cryptic. We always got to keep it a little cryptic for Gary. But uh, hang on, Gary. The mystery will be revealed soon enough. No, I'm uh, 1988. I'm happy. That was my first year of really following music. So I'm looking forward to whatever it is. I like how you know the year you started following music. Oh, yeah. Like, no, it was so, it was almost overnight. All right, well, stay tuned for that. Also, uh, this is uh, the first of two podcasts this week. We have another one. Uh, this is posting on Thursday. Uh, we'll tell you at the end who the other one is. Big guest. So uh, really excited to have uh, It's a full interview podcast. So uh, we'll tell you who it is uh, coming up uh, right now, this week's top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Four, three, two, one. Oh. Number ten. Number nine. Number Don't you panic, took an island, flood the mansion Drop the roof, more expansion 
Drive a coupe, you can stand She it. Look bitches undercover. I am better now, better now. I only say that cause you're not Number around. Five. Not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would've gave you anything, would've gave you everything. Oh, I still see your shadows in my room. Number Can't four. take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why I love and I hate you. And I cannot change you, so I must replace you. Oh, easier said than done. up number one for a seventh week in a row that is maroon five with the song girls like you featuring frequent hot 100 hit maker cardi b so uh, the song of course number one on the hot 100 for seven weeks as mentioned if you're a big fan of maroon five and this podcast you'll know that radio is the big metric keeping this song alive at the top of the chart number one on the radio songs chart for a count it 15th week so it's closing in very quickly on the all-time record, which is 18 weeks for the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Of course, 18 minus 15 is 3. So if Maroon 5 can hold on for just three more weeks, and they've already done it for 15, they will tie the all-time record for the chart, which started back in 1990. Gary, you feeling good about this? Yeah, it still has a big lead. Number two is Youngblood by uh, Five Seconds of Summer, and they're pretty good uh, distance, so looks pretty safe for next week. Uh, another song that you're going to mention, I think, in just a second, Trevor, maybe is the next number one airplay hit, and maybe the next Hot 100 number one. Ooh, okay. Well, let's look at the uh, biggest contenders. Of course, most people would say that'd be the songs in number two and three. Number two, we've had a couple shuffles for the number two rank in the past couple of weeks. Uh, this week, same song that was number two last week, Holds Once Again. That's Travis Scott's Sicko Mode that you guys just heard. Uh, big release with the music video coming out a couple weeks ago. That got the momentum to get to number two. Holding strong again there, again this week. Number three, right behind it, we've got the collab between Bastille and Marshmello. The song Happier, which, Gary, I think is the one that you're eyeing. Potentially is the next number one on the Hot 100 which probably would be one of the biggest surprise tracks to get there in all of 2018. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I guess at the top of the year, if you'd have said, you know, I mean, we hadn't seen a lot from Bastille in in a while, especially at this high on on the pop charts. Marshmallow, of course, had been a good presence for a while, but again, he's never quite been this high, and we just saw so much saturation with, with Drake across the board, uh, Cardi B, Post Malone. I mean... Everybody just felt like, you know, for for a dance artist to get this high, you know, maybe maybe something that people would not have expected could really happen at this point in the year. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's not hip hop. So I guess if you're not hip hop, it's a surprise. You're already like sort of an outsider to be number one. Uh, Yeah, definitely Bastille. Uh, You know, that almost felt like they were locked into one hit wonder status, although they've had a bunch of hits on the alternative songs chart, everything they've put out. Uh, since uh, Pompeii has gone top 10, but they just haven't crossed over like that. So uh, this is actually their biggest Hot 100 hit now. You think 
uh, Pompeii for uh, five years. That's been their big song. But uh, this actually has charted higher. That got to number five. This is now at number three. Uh, you know, Marshmallow's been on the rise for the for the last uh, couple of years or so. So I'm not as surprised that he uh, is at number three. Uh, you know, we've had uh, collaborations like this, Chainsmokers and Coldplay, Rock and Dance. So sort of a trend uh, of how uh, acts are collaborating, different genres. So uh, we see collaborations of uh, all different sounds. So, you know, on that level, not that surprising that we'd see an alternative band with a DJ. Uh, good song. So certainly uh, works for different formats. It's number one on uh, Dance Mix Show Airplay, number one this week on Alternative uh, Airplay Chart as well. So uh, first time there's ever been a co-build collaboration at number one and that charts 30 year history of two lead artists hmm. kind of interesting yeah that song's moving up maroon five and travis scott are both down in overall metrics so if all the songs uh, those three songs move the same way they did this week next week happier could be number one it's a possibility well i know another song that people are going to have their eye on speaking of surprise number ones ariana grande yeah really back in the mix um and I mean, I'm sure by now everybody has seen the story with Thank You, Next, the song that she put out. Um, I personally said almost as a song that you, that the song that you thought Taylor Swift would write, but she didn't. Ariana's taken over the, the breakup? I guess so. I mean, and she's, and she has done it in, I mean, just one of the great public ways. I mean, name checking all of her exes, dropping the song Saturday night, right before Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Everyone knows, of course, Pete Davidson starring on that sure that caught them all by surprise and the reception has been really good i mean a lot of people thinking this could be her maybe one of her best songs ever possibly better than than anything off her sweetener project streams have been really good coming out of the gate as well number one on spotify um broke the record for the highest plays in a single day by any woman in the u.s so over four million um on i believe yesterday which would have been monday so all signs pointing towards a very good hot 100 debut it seems like and maybe, like as you mentioned, with Maroon 5 kind of slipping, Travis Scott as well. I mean, this could possibly be the chance for Ariana to get her first career number one. What a what an intro and what a statement that would be. Yeah. It, is it a diss track or because it's done in such a nice way? Is it a different, uh, a new type of diss track? Um, well, I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. Not that you're I, the I expert. That, yeah, I'm just wondering. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm yeah, asking you specifically. My diss track PhD. Um. I mean, obviously, just diss tracks have been kind of associated with hip hop for the longest, and the fact that she's so, so name checky, so public, there's nothing really sort of subtle about it. I guess it could be. I mean, I guess we've seen those kind of things, though. You know, I mean, everything from "You're So Vain." If you think that's a diss track, it's kind of one of those uh, songs. There's a lot in country over the years that's more like "Thank you for getting me to a better place." It's it's sort of that backhanded compliment that if not for you. I wouldn't be in this better place now going forward. Yeah, I mean that could be. Which yeah. I guess is that's a diss. I mean, I guess it, I guess it is a diss. Yeah. yeah. But uh, on Saturday Night Live that night after the song came out, did you see Pete Davidson his uh, his comment about the relationship on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, uh, of course I saw that clip. So interesting sort of juxtaposition. There's rumors though that they apparently may have, may have had to cut an entire segment that they had cooked up that was going to be maybe a little. Little different tones. Well, so. he, he's just he's so yeah he's so snarky usually, and this felt very not scripted, but it felt very ooh this is sensitive. Pete Davidson, it, it seemed a little different. Yeah, but I, I guess you know inter- interesting how I mean how this relationship is playing out in public for for so long because part of the message is that Ariana seems to be 
sort of why are you still doing you know talking about this so publicly why are you so you know trying to keep in the limelight with this it's been something that, that I don't know for somebody who's just broken up their engagement you would and I know we all cope differently but it seems like you know you're really talking about this publicly in a lot of ways and well, trying to make light of it I guess but well, it's, it's well, he, come he, on he's a comedian maybe, well maybe he's gonna ride that all the way to the bank the piggy the piggy bank no that's, no. that's a joke he would make <laughs> being back home with his mother laughing all the way to the piggy bank that's, that's right. a Pete Davidson uh, joke oh good all right, uh, moving on from that, we got two more top tens to talk about. You heard them at the top of our medley countdown. Speaking of X diss tracks, we got another one in the top ten this week uh, by our friend Halsey in the top ten. Once again with the song Without Me, which many people are taking as a dig against uh, former Flame g Easy. Song moving up to number nine this week, jumping up three spots last week to number 12. You don't have to say just what you did. I already know I had to go and find out from them So tell me how's it Also, if you're a fan of sort of classic ex-revenge anthems, you'll note that uh, Without Me interpolates a little bit of Justin Timberlake's Cry Me a River, so drawing inspiration there from probably one of the best-known pop revenge tracks of this century. That's Carrie, right, it's another diss track. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, supposedly, you know, Justin and Britney, so... Halsey taking inspiration from Justin when, I mean, it's like a whole, you could draw like a little map of, of all this, you know, this uh, this 21st century drama. It's it's crazy, but inspiring good hits, top 10 hits across the board. All right, and right behind her, coming in at number 10 this week, another new top 10. You guys heard the song Mo Bamba by Sheck West. Coming up at number 10, a song that really had a good streaming rise for a while, seemed to settle back for a little bit, but... Now, especially being number one on Spotify for the past couple of days before Ariana took over, helping this song get into the top 10 of the Hot 100 for the first time. Gary, gotta ask, because this is a song that, you know, a lot of people not really sure how they feel about it, because you got sort of the off-key singing that's so loud for the first part of it, and then you kind of jump into the rap about two-thirds of the way in. As somebody, I'm going to take a guess, you don't listen to a ton of hip-hop. When you hear this song, you know, and you see how big a hit it's become. What do you think about it? Let me say if, if it was about a Boston Celtic, not an Orlando Magic player. Ama- <laughs> it was called Kyrie Irving. Hey. A- amazing what that city loyalty will, will, will help you come through, folks. I'm telling you. Also on the Hot 100, just outside the top 10, uh, flying up from number 21 to number 11, Panic at the Disco with High Hopes, uh, also goes number one on the Hot Rock Songs chart. This could be their first top 10 on the Hot 100 in 12 years. They haven't been in the top 10 since uh, their first hit, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, got to number seven in 2006. So uh, they've had hits since then, but uh, haven't been uh, at these heights for yeah, over a decade now. So song to watch for uh, next week. It's been really gaining an airplay. It goes top 10 this week on the radio songs chart. So uh, might have a rock song, believe it or not, in the top 10. And a non-Imagine Dragon song. Yeah. Oh, look at that. So actually, Bastille, technically that's rock too. So could have two rock bands in the top 10 as of next week. I was born a flex. Yes. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets. I like morning sex. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. All I really want to see is the Money. I don't really need a D, I need the Money. All a bad bitch need is the Money. I got pants in the coupe cool. 
And another song people have their eye on, the song Money by Cardi B. After its first full week on the chart, makes a jump up from number 54 where it debuted after having its first three days of sales and streaming all the way up to number 13. So Cardi's money making those moves. <laughs> money is her brand. That, that's, you know, that's not a bad thing to uh, to have associated with you in any capacity. Did you see the woman who won Powerball? Who won $198 million? She won $198 million. She took it all in one lump sum. I, shoot. Yes, I would too. I, I don't want the government coming to me talking about in 10 years, oh, we ran out of money. We can't pay you. Oh, we have a war to finance. We can't pay. No. Get me my check today. <laughs> if only we could turn back time, take back the day we say goodbye. Maybe your life would still be mine. My love is only one Flip gears to an artist that we don't get to talk about much, really, um, running the top of the pop charts. But Andrea Bocelli, the world-renowned classical musician, wonderful voice, number one this week on the Billboard 200 with his new album, C. And if you're thinking classical albums probably, you know, in the age of Drake, Adele, and Taylor Swift and not having a ton of chances to get to number one... Well, you'd be right. It's actually the first time we've seen a classical album at number one on the Billboard 200 in more than a decade. Back in 2008, Josh Groban was the last person to grace the number one spot with his Christmas album, Noel, which uh, which actually, I, th- I think people still kind of underestimate how massive a Christmas album in terms of sales that project was. But it's been 10 years yeah. that we have seen somebody um, in the classical realm be able to capture the number one spot. So really cool to see it. And again, one of those things that especially as the chart now is consumption-based with streaming being uh, such a big component of it. You would think that, that the Drakes, the Migos, the Adeles, the Beyonce's would have it on lock, but Andrea able to come through. Yeah, it's a 26th charted album too, so uh, never give up hope. Never know. That first number one could always just be your next release away. Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to fill that On the digital song sales chart, number one again for a fifth week, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper with Shallow from A Star Is Born. Uh, that's a new best for Gaga. We've been tracking that, how she uh, last week tied Just Dance, Bad Romance, and Born This Way, uh, all four-week number ones. This is now her longest leading number one ever on the digital song sales chart. So uh, a new peak at this point, a decade into her career uh, on that chart. Uh, here's something I was thinking, Trevor. Uh, two of the biggest... Movies and music tie-ins right now are A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. That movie tie-in is that uh, Gaga's name is based on the Queen song, Radio Gaga. They're both now uh, back and big at the same time. <laughs> what a what a moment for, for, for Gaga-based things. Oh, uh, we are just talking about holiday music before. Josh Groban with Noel. How uh, Andrea Bocelli is the first classical number one since Noel uh, 10 years ago. 
Uh, our holiday digital song sales chart is back. Uh, not quite at, obviously, uh, peak uh, sales yet because it's only early November. Though that has not stopped some of y'all. I've seen the tweets, some of y'all the day after Halloween. Yeah. Even your girl, Mariah Carey. Did you see the tweet she... That's what I was going to mention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All I Want for Christmas is You is back to number one on this week's chart. 47 total weeks at number one. And she... Mariah knows the chart. She's watching the chart. She tweeted, uh, wow, I haven't even put up my Christmas tree yet. She'll take the, the money, though, I'm sure. I still want to know. She's probably made a killing off Christmas in a way that uh, really artists can only dream of. Yeah, probably back on the Hot 100 uh, in the next few weeks, too. Last year, it got to the top 10 uh, for the first time ever. So it's going to come back again this year. Can it go all the way? That's, you know, yeah. that's the next. Can it, can it get that 19th number one that the fans have been waiting a decade on? Maybe, maybe. Wouldn't that be something? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. So we were just talking about Mariah with All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, originally out in 1994, Lauren Elena, country singer. She was born in 1994. She's on the country airplay chart this week with a song called Ladies in the 90s. Song is, is just a, a laundry list of 90s artists and uh, titles. Diss track, Ariana Grande style, or? No, this is a happy, this is thank you, uh, no sarcasm, nothing. She sings, uh, all those women paved the way for me. So she, she calls up Britney Spears. She mentions No Scrubs, uh, Strawberry Wine by Dina Carter, Dixie Chicks, Faith Hill, Shania Twain, just uh, how much she loves uh, 90s music. And what's interesting is uh, timing wise, it's the second song that's just come out that does this. Uh, Walker Hayes has a song called 90s Country that just charted a few weeks earlier. It also mentions that song, Strawberry Wine, Dina Carter, Shania Twain, uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Kenny Chesney, other people from the 90s. So uh, just sort of all of a sudden, we've just got an explosion again of 90s country back. If you grew up with this, makes sense. I thought you were going to say Mary J. Blige for a second. No. And I was going to say, whoa, look at Mary crossing boundaries. But uh, I was wondering why you look so shocked there yeah. for a second. But if you keep me- 
one other uh, chart move I wanted to mention. We were talking about Saturday Night Live before. If you been watching uh, Maggie Rogers, she was the musical guest. Uh, she did uh, her new single, Light On. Uh, hits a new high for her on our Adult Alternative Songs chart this week. Uh, Light On's up to number 12. She previously got to number 13 with Alaska last year. Uh, it's trending towards the top 10 next week. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people were watching and you know, she hasn't crossed over yet beyond uh, adult alternative radio. Uh, the song really sounds like it could. Really poppy, great hook. Uh, I think this really uh, probably opened her to a lot of new fans. Uh, so yeah, something to watch. Maggie Rogers uh, heading towards the top 10 on the adult alternative songs chart. All right, so uh, we've talked a lot of uh, Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson, Saturday Night Live. Keep talking more, Ariana Grande. Let's go. Uh, well, it's big, big chart news uh, this week for Ariana. So uh, she goes number one on the Pop Songs Airplay chart with God is a Woman. And at the same time, she hits the top 10 with Breathing. So uh, both songs are from her album Sweetener. And what's really different is they're both being promoted as singles at the same time. Usually singles are spaced out, but uh, Republic Records is promoting them pretty much at the same time because uh, now more than ever, people have access to an album in so many more ways than they ever did before. So the album is really more out there than ever. Well, let's give a shout out to our friend Streaming yeah. for helping pave the way. Um, this this Breathing was the song that was the biggest non-single when the album came out, biggest top 100 debut for the non-singles. So smart on the record company to realize this is the song that people are gravitating towards. They like it. They love it. Why not give it to them? And you know, if people, now we can see how much they're streaming uh, tracks on albums. It kind of doesn't make as much sense, uh, maybe uh, in certain cases as in the past, to just wait a few months for the next single. Might as well capitalize on uh, that momentum. So that's what Republic is doing. Uh, the question then for radio is, uh, is that too much Ariana Grande? Do you uh, want to be playing her every few minutes or is there going to be some burnout? So uh, let's find out right from the source. Let's go to uh, Jagger. Program director of WKSS, KISS 95.7 in Hartford. is going to talk about Ariana. They're playing uh, both of those songs, number one and number two on the station this week. It's a lot of Ariana Grande, but they wouldn't uh, be playing them if it didn't work. So uh, Jagger's going to talk about that and all things Top 40 coming up on the Billboard Chappie Podcast. You, you love how I move you, you love how I touch you, my one, when all is said and done. Jagger from KISS 95.7 in Hartford. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Trevor was wondering, Jagger, if, uh, how you're related to Mick Jagger. Uh, I wish I could say I was related to, my, to Mick Jagger, but uh, that would be just a really good stage name. <laughs> I'm not as good of a dancer as Mick. <laughs> is, is Mick a good dancer? I've seen some pretty good uh, concert footage of the Rolling Stones. I'd say he's pretty good. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on the podcast, Jagger. Just wanted to talk about uh, a couple things, but uh, starting sure. with uh, Ariana Grande, it, it's kind of different what's going on with uh, her songs on uh, the pop songs chart right now. Uh, she has two huge hits at the same time. So uh, God is a woman, but breathing is uh, no pun intended, breathing uh, right up its neck. You usually don't see uh, two songs become hits by the same artist at the same time because traditionally labels uh, work one song at a time to radio. But uh, I was talking to Republic Records and they said that in a streaming era, maybe that doesn't make sense anymore because people get the album, they're streaming it as they want. Maybe radio promotion should uh, think along those lines more. How is it, uh, how is it uh, on radio playing uh, both songs at the same time? 
You know, it's 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 working great. Uh, we actually have both songs in power rotation as of last week, and uh, you know we have five powers on Kiss, so it, it all evens out. You know, you, you'll you'll get like you know the nice space between the two Ariana hits, but uh, it's uh, hey, these songs are monster hits, and that's what we're we're in the business of playing ahead and playing hits on our station. So uh, we couldn't ask for a better situation with Ariana Grande right now. Is one working better than the other? God is a woman. Uh, in some ways, feels like yeah, maybe to me more of a traditional radio single, but breathe in some ways kind of feels a little bit more like what pop is evolving into, uh, a little more down tempo in 2018. I would think it's the opposite to me. I think yeah. that breathing's more of what is a traditional hit to me, and God is a woman is a little like left field for her, but. Uh, um, there's no denying her right now with uh, No Tears Left to Cry being the first hit off the album. That was a huge hit as well. Um, she's on a good run. And, and you're right what you said, by the way, Gary, that, uh, you know, it, it's it, it, we're in a new world now when it comes to picking hits. And, you know, uh, we saw a lot of great early um, information, a lot of good early research on breathing. You know, that's why a lot of stations started playing it as the other song was climbing the chart as well. So. Um, it is unprecedented to have two songs in the top ten at the same time, with songs both moving up at the same time. Because uh, as of this, as of this, you know, chat we're having, God's Woman's almost at number one on our chart, right? So we're, we're almost there. Does it feel like Ariana Grande is at a career peak? Because I feel like it's one of those situations where you look at No Tears, you look at God as a Woman, you look, you see what Breathing's doing. All massive radio hits, but maybe because this year has been just so much about Drake and Post Malone, you kind of forget just how great a year she's having. Does this feel like, you know, as big or bigger than maybe her 2014 when Problem, Bang Bang, all those things were coming out? I would say so. I'd say she's at her peak right now. I mean, those those uh, other hits were huge for her as well. And um, even the last two years when she had Into You and Dangerous Woman and uh, Side to Side, those were all big hits for her too. But uh, it's interesting going from what the first album was to the second album to the third album to what this current album is for her. Um, she's taking advantage of the fact that we don't have Rihanna with hits right now. We don't have Katy Perry with new new product to play that that, that works for radio. So she's kind of taking that ball and, and running with it, technically, I would say. What do you think uh, the state of pop is right now? We were uh, just saying on the podcast how uh, pop is at a real low point in terms of Hot 100 hits right now. It's all hip-hop. Is is pop strong? Is, is Ariana Grande carrying pop? How do you uh, feel as a programmer of a pop station? This is This is your lifeblood. You know, I, I don't really think that pop's struggling at all. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that might see that or say that. I don't see it as a struggle right now. I see it as our job is to play all the hits that make sense for us to play. And um, I think you're seeing a lot of top 40 stations do the right thing when it comes to, to playing the right hip-hop records and, you know, and, and still being relevant with uh, the, you know, the other records like the Marshmallows or the Panic of the Discos. You know what I mean? Like everybody's kind of... It's all about weaving the fine line to make yourself a really good, solid CHR station, top 40 station. So um, I don't think, I mean, personally for, for us here in Hartford, uh, we're, we've, we've been seeing a nice trend in the ratings. So uh, what we're doing on the station has been working for us. So I don't, I don't see it being a bad cycle at all. You mentioned uh, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. It kind of feels like uh, a little bit of a surprise hit turned out to be their, their biggest hit in about a decade. You've got that. You've got uh, Broken, uh, Lovely the Band, couple rock hits, but uh, seems like this has been going on for a while now. Maybe no more than one or two rock hits at a time uh, on Top 40, right? Yeah, I'd say that's, that's how it's been lately. And, and there's sometimes where we're surprised by a certain rock-leaning song we think is going to be really big. Like uh, one song I would give you the example of from maybe uh, the end of last year, beginning of this year, was One Foot by Walk the Moon. I thought that should have been a huge top ten hit, but it wasn't. It was like 
a flash in the pan song, which I thought would have been a really good you know comeback hit for them after Shut Up and Dance. But uh, yeah, we, we we're not seeing as many super huge rock records crossing over. But uh, you did you did mention the two that are hot right now. And uh, going back to a, a genre that you brought up and probably is on the forefront of everybody's mind these days is hip hop. And uh, you kind of alluded to your station and how it's navigating the field of hip hop. We've seen, of course, for the past couple of years, just how massive it's been on streaming in particular. So what, what is that conversation like internally? Because for a lot of radio programmers, of course, you see the numbers, you see the on-demand stream, so you know that's what the kids are listening to. How, what are those conversations like inside when you're trying to figure out how to rectify sort of the obvious data in front of you, but also keeping true to a top 40 spirit? Well, it's all about balance for us, and, and that's the key. Um, you don't want to be too much of what you're not. You want to be who you are to your audience, you know, and they know when they come to our station, they're going to hear Post Malone, they're going to hear Drake, but they're also going to hear Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about who are you and what are you, and um, for us personally, it, it's, 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 a, it's about balance. I mean, we're going we're, we're gonna to definitely play the right records when it comes to the time, like for, for Juice World or for Drake or for, uh, like you mentioned, Pose Malone. We actually just uh, added Travis Scott to our night show last week. I know we might be a little behind the curve on that one, but we wanted to make sure it was right for us. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, do you think uh, in terms of, of, of Drake and Post Malone, were those some artists as well that you had to you know, t- that you took a while to get on, but then when you realized, wait a minute, this this actually fits just fine, or what was that time frame like? Actually, you know, for us, you know, with 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 Post Malone, it, it took a second to see where Rockstar was going, um, but then once we saw where it was going, we're like, this is fine, and and from there, it's been a no-brainer. Like, every song from, Dr- uh, from Post, I'm sorry, from Post Malone has been, you know, a no-brainer for us to add right away, like either Better Now or the new single Sunflower or... Uh, you know what I mean? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, it just became, you saw he became very much the fabric of the format really fast. Drake's kind of always been there, I think. Drake's always had a really good top 40 presence for the past 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I think for sure some people thought, I mean, even when you look at Juice World, you're saying Travis Scott, you know, people might just sort of assume that, okay, that, that that's for the urban audience, that's just who they are. But when you hear some of these songs, especially in the past couple of years, so much experimentation with you know, with melody and with different sounds, it's not just straight hardcore rap anymore. I mean, these guys really, that melody, that formula fits right in with what's going on. Oh, totally. And that's one thing that I would say has played into our format, at least for, I would say at least 10 years now, guys, is that when there's a really great hip hop song that has a great hook, a great melodic hook, that usually is what wins over the mainstream audience, you know? And that's really becoming a part of what hip-hop is now. We keep seeing these uh, these lines blur between what's pop and what's hip-hop, and you've got rappers singing. It's it's all kind of becoming one one genre more than ever. And we're cool with that. We, we like when Drake gives us a song you know, that has that, that, that kind of sing feel to it, you know, and... I mean, he could sing, and I think Post Malone's proven it with better now. That was all... There was, there was no rap in that song, so... Is it fair to say that rap has saved pop music? Is that too, is that too uh, bold no, of a claim? I think it's fair to say. I think it's fair to say. I mean, you have, I, I, mean, I mean, gosh, it, it, this happens with every, every hot streak, I guess, with alternative it happened in the 90s and certain things cross over and become pop. I, yeah, I think that uh, there comes a time when a Drake song becomes a pop hit and it becomes a pop song. And I think that Drake's more considered to be, I mean, of course, we know he's, he's huge on the rhythm side, but uh, when it comes to top 40, I think that Drake has become more of a no-brainer artist as well for a lot of guys to add and girls to add around the country. Yeah, that's true, right? Historically, in the 90s, all the alternative songs were crossing over. Rock kind of saved uh, top 40, uh, or 94, 95, 96. So, uh, exactly. Cycles. 
that's something I remember from from the beginning of my career. That was very strong in, in that that time frame. So we're seeing like that kind of happen more with the hip hop world now today. Speaking of different sounds uh, on the station, that uh, seems like you don't hear too much of on Top Forty, but there's uh, shallow. I mean, come on, Lady Gaga starring in the movie with Bradley Cooper. It makes a lot of sense for us to play, and it sounds really good. Did you think it was a hit at first, or the more uh, the yeah, movie actually, has become you know so big? Actually, I did. I remember. I remember listening to the song before the movie came out, and I just wanted to kind of hear it. And I, and I just remember listening to it on my phone, going, "Wow, this could be something." There's something about it. It's very powerful and. It grabs your attention. And if you guys think about when you were growing up, when, when you were a kid growing up, which songs were ballads that you fell in love with? That's kind of what I think this song could be today for a lot of people, how they feel about love songs or ballads. Well, it's funny because it kind of plays right into this, this question of genre and, and what do people want? Because you look back at some of the projects that some other pop stars, I mean, even in a sense, kind of Gaga herself with her last album, which, you know, between her, Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry seemed kind of formulated to what they thought people would like. And those didn't work out so well. You have a song like Shallow, which I don't know if anyone expected to be a pop single, you know, promoted. And maybe if you'd gone in and said, this is a song that we're going to create, people would say, okay, that's not really what's going to happen on radio, but cool. Then that turns out to be the hit. And you look at some of these artists like Juice World, who are blending these things who you would never really expect to get this kind of success. And those are the ones that pop. It's just a, a real flip from what you would expect in a lot of ways. No, I, I would agree with that. that. This is definitely not a, a Lady Gaga-esque song that we know from her monster days. You know, it's it's kind of interesting to, to, to hear what, what what it is. And you're right; it's not something that uh, the, the formula wouldn't be to say this is a, this is an instant top forty hit. But the fact that everything plays into it, especially with our format, that's one thing I'm proud to say about top forty, is that it's all about being what, what, what people want, what's hot, what's pop culture. And that this movie, since it's been released, has been a pop culture item for our our, our listeners and. Uh, I think it, like that, that's why the song makes a lot of sense to give it a fair shot. You know? No, that's a good point, because uh, I'm thinking of The Cure, which uh, she put out after uh, the Joanne songs. Uh, m- maybe didn't quite connect uh, the way uh, she or the label was expecting, and The Cure kind of seemed like, all right, we'll put out a song that uh, this is what radio sounds like. But yeah, it feels like this song is making more of a buzz. You know, I, I'm surprised by The Cure. I thought that was a perfect uh, Lady Gaga song. So, yeah, that's a good point. And this one actually sounds more country, but it's crossed over pretty nicely to Top 40. That's a nice thing. That as long as uh, everyone's been doing this, you, you still get surprised sometimes when a song uh, breaks through. Uh, listeners always decide. That's one of our favorite things about the job. <laughs> when you, when you, when you kind of give something a shot, you're like, hey, you know, let's see what happens with it. And when you see how, how it's kind of taking off, it makes you proud. Like, oh, that's cool. We, we, we kind of felt that. We saw, we saw that moment. We're, we're happy to see it kind of, kind of rise and do its thing. Just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing. So there's no such thing at the moment, uh, anyway, as too much Ariana Grande. If that's what uh, I don't think there's are. no, I, I think that she she she's on point. I mean, we've seen this before, though, guys. You know that there's there's times when Katy Perry was hot like this, or Rihanna was hot like this. It it happens, and I, I think that it's a good thing for the format to have God as a woman and breathing both climbing at the chart at the same time. 
We had uh, Bieber just about a year ago. It seemed like he was on every song. You were probably programming him every every half hour, every four, 45 minutes. That's true. That, that gets tough, by the way. That's a challenge. I don't know if you guys know that. It's pretty tough. <laughs> you make the rules. You think you, you can't. You have to have artist separation. Do you find that listeners care that much nowadays in an era where they're making their own playlists? Uh, more control I think, than, you know, than that's a, That's a great question. I think that's a great question. And I think that... Uh, Maybe when I started in, in the music programming side of, of this job, it was a little more like the, 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 the rules were like really strict. Now I think, you know, people are, are looser. And plus, we, you know, quarter hours, you know, as long as you – that's how we look at radio and how we, how we, how we do our jobs. And if we, if we separate them enough, it's not going to be a point where you're playing Justin Bieber too much. You're playing Ariana Grande too much. I think it's just a matter of how you play them and how, how you separate them is how, how it works. What's your favorite uh, Rolling Stones or Mick Jagger song? My favorite, man, that's a good question. Uh, oh, you've you've got to be. Would it be, would it be blase this. to say start me up? Hey, I'm used to it, guys. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> All right, Jagger, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take you. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? All right, and a uh, nice little beach time classic to uh, hopefully warm your spirits as we head into the depths of fall. But that was Kokomo by our friends, The Beach Boys, hit number one on the Hot 100 with that song this week back in 1988 course big help that the song came from the film cocktail starring probably the hottest actor on the planet both in terms of financial power and i guess a lot of people would probably say in the looks department as well that is tom cruise so as kokomo hits number one it actually as uh, many chart fans will know completes a journey that was 22 years in the making for the beach boys right had last been number one on the hot 100 Back in 1966, so really, I guess at that point, you you kind of must think it'll probably never happen again. Uh, Good Vibrations in 66 was the last time they had been number one. That was three number ones in the 60s for them, and then wait 22 years for that fourth number one. One of the longest gaps between consecutive number one hits we've ever seen in Hot 100 history. And that is going to lead us into today's flashback game in a sense so we're going to look back at some of the longest gaps between number one hits consecutive number one hits not not this career span it's not it's not between the first and last it's just between between any between like yeah 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 how long how long you had to wait to get back to the number one spot okay so beach boys um as i have a little research sheet here looks like they are in second place overall one artist had to wait longer than 22 years before they were back at number one. I'm sure this is probably pretty pretty famous, actually. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there. It was 25 years. 25-year gap. Quarter century. People, Some people's careers don't even last 25 years, let alone having number one hits. Do you know who hit number one in 1974 and then did it once again in 1999? Well, you didn't have to tell me the years. I, 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 you know, I thought you might have needed a hint, but of course I underestimated your power. Yeah, believe by sharing. Yeah, yeah, believe number one in 1999. I can feel something inside. 
And uh, before that, it had been 25 years since Dark Lady back in 1974. All right, we're going to keep going. We're talking a 20-year gap uh, for this next artist. Um, I guess if I give you the song, it's going to be too easy. So the years we're looking at, 1967 and 1987. 20-year gap. Aretha Franklin. That would that's correct. Yeah. Let's no, let's go. Let's keep going. Got now you got to name the songs. Respect and I knew you were waiting for me with George Michael. All right, we're going to talk uh, a good old, well, we're going to say 805 weeks. This one may be a little famous. There's a little sort of name given to this curse, if you want to say. Uh, let's talk between 1976 and 1992. So that is a gap we are looking at of about 16 years. Ooh, Gary looks stumped. We got to get, do we do no, I, th- I Yeah, I, uh, Elton John. All right, let's uh, let's see if okay. Keep going, keep going, keep going. That's correct, right? That is correct. Uh, both songs duets. Oh, okay. Well, now that now I know what the '76 one was. Let's go. You said both duets. Uh, Don't go breaking my heart with Kiki D, and a remake of uh, Elton John's own "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me" with George Michael. Again, George Michael. He was good at bringing people back to number one, which makes sense. He was one of the biggest artists of the '80s into the '90s. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, some people, of course, thinking that after Elton John did the duo of Kiki D, the, the supposed Kiki curse. Kiki wasn't cursed in 2018 for Drake. No, no, Kiki, no, Kiki no, was Kiki, cursed Kiki was year. hot, and, and and Kiki was hot in 2018. I, I think we could say the Kiki curse is done. But some people suggesting that the Kiki curse, you know, even though Elton John had plenty of hits out in the 1980s, and I guess we want to give him a technicality hit number one with Dionne Warwick and Friends, with that's what Friends are for. Yeah. But none of his own songs were able to get to number one, which after having so many number ones in the 70s, you know, to have that dry spell in the 80s, I guess some people uh, maybe maybe unfairly blamed it on Kiki. But uh, George Michael was the savior and he broke that curse. All right. And to wrap up the uh, top five of artists, we're going to flash pretty much all the way back to the top of the Hot 100. We're going to look at somebody who had a 15 year gap. Between 1959, so just the year right after the Hot 100 was born in 1958, and they had to wait all the way until 1974, who would this artist be? Paul Anka? See, I'm so tired of Gary. Okay, I'm so. This is like on Jeopardy when someone gets the entire category, they get the applause. If you, okay, all right, here we Wow! Oh my! Oh my goodness! He's so smart! Oh wow! Oh he's so! Oh wow! He just got two thousand dollars! Incredible! Way way to go! Nineteen fifty nine, one of the first ever Hot One Hundred number ones. Some of the artists who uh, really had to wait the longest to get back to the number one spot, and as you know, I mean, Cher, Aretha, Elton, we're talking some of the biggest artists ever to grace the Hot 100. So even some of the all-time greats have to wait for it. But I'm sure they would all say that it was worth the wait. 
All right, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Chart B Podcast. Join us next week. We'll keep an eye on that race for number one and see if Maroon 5 can hold on for an eighth week. Uh, if Travis Scott is going to move up and get his first career number one on the chart. Or are Bastille and Marshmallow going to plot to take over the number one spot? Or is Ariana Grande going to just crash the party and get her first number one, something I know her fans have been waiting on for a good number of years. So all those scenarios in play, of course, be sure to tune in next week when we will find out who is the winner. Uh, in the meantime, join the Charpie Podcast again tomorrow. A uh, second one this week posting. Uh, we're not going to be on this one. This one's all Jim Asker, our Nashville correspondent and uh, country chart manager in Nashville. He's going to be talking to our special guest, Billboard cover star, Kane Brown who's uh, going to talk about his really uh, uh, incredible uh, rise in just a few years uh, from uh, posting covers on YouTube, not really the traditional rise in Nashville. Uh, and bringing a diversity to the stage, that um, something you really don't see a lot of in country music. There's, there's not too much diversity in race there, so navigating that as well. So uh, Kane Brown, along with his manager, Martha Earls. So we've never had an artist and a manager together before. We've had uh, label executives. So should be a really interesting uh, dynamic. Again, uh, it's posting tomorrow. So Jim Asker from Billboard interviewing Kane Brown uh, and his manager, Martha Earls, on a special extra podcast tomorrow. Uh, Trevor and I will be back next week. We have a special guest next week, too. Really excited about this one. B.B. Rexa is going to join us uh, along with Dave and Yal Penn from Hit Songs Deconstructed. So uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know uh, we have Dave and Yal on a lot and we break down songs or really we listen to Dave breaking down songs uh, as expertly as he does. We thought it would be fun to uh, take it further and have uh, Dave do that with the artist of the song he's talking about. So we got uh, B.B. Rexa on the line and she's going to talk all about how Meant to be with Florida Georgia Line became a historic hit as we're uh, speaking. 49 weeks, it's a record at number one on the Hot Country Songs chart. So stay tuned for all of that coming at you in the next week. And it feels like uh, since Ariana Grande has been the main theme of this podcast, maybe it's only appropriate that we close with her once again. And I guess uh, we should really close with a song that's been on everybody's minds and uh, certainly on everybody's tweets this past weekend. Pete Davidson, that song? No, oh no, that no, that song is banned. That song is banned, canceled for good. We're gonna play the song, of course, that many people have been talking about over the past week and very possibly could be your new Hot 100 number one. We'll find out next week. If you haven't heard it yet, if you tried to avoid the zeitgeist and you don't want to be caught up in the drama, well, that moment is over because here we go. We'll see you next week. This is. You said see you next week. I'm not supposed to say that on a podcast. See, this is exactly why I'm going to to just do this to Gary. Thank you. Next. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky. Now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married. And for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm. Cause he was an angel. One taught me love. One taught me patience and one taught me pain
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.